Welcome to the Offer Letter Podcast, the place where real career coaches and HR professionals prepare you to answer job interview questions. I'm your host and interview coach, Michael Manzano, here to help you get your offer letter. There's some talks where they're just too big for one episode, and instead of cutting things out, then we cut them into two parts. And this is one of those instances where that is too big for just one episode. Uh, This time we're talking about the question, what do you want to talk about? Some of you might have downloaded this episode uh, by mistake, and others might be confused about this question because you've never heard of this question. But for those of you who have had this question in an interview, then you know what's happening. Now, this question is not really something that you'll get between the questions of something like, what's your biggest weakness and why do you want this job? It's actually more of a style of interview. Most people are used to the question-answer, question-answer, question-answer style, but this one is more of a free-flowing conversation. And you'll get this right at the start of the interview, and if you do, then you'll know what you're in for. So to help us today to understand this question, we're talking with Darcy Eichenberg, the founder of Red Cape Revolution. She's a speaker, coach, and author of the book Red Cape Rescue, Save Your Career Without Leaving Your Job. And we're going to see what she wants to talk about today. So have a listen. Remember, this is two parts. This is just the first part of a two-parter. So make sure you listen to both so you get a full understanding of how you can answer this question. So today's guest is Darcy Eichenberg. So Darcy, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, Thanks so much for being here today. I'm really excited about today's episode. And you know what, Darcy, I want to tell you a quick story here. You know, I once had an interview where I sat down, you know, I got my notes out. And I was ready to answer a bunch of those questions that I had prepared for. And then, you know, the interviewer sits across from me and says, so what do you want to talk about? And I can tell you, I wasn't ready for this question. Wasn't ready at all. So first off, I want to ask you, why do recruiters use this kind of free flowing interview? This is such a great question and example. Recruiters or hiring managers or whoever you might meet in a uh, in an interview situation often use more of a free flowing interview or I might in secret call it an unplanned interview because just that (laughs) they haven't stopped to plan it. Maybe they don't interview people a whole lot, you know, especially as you get into hiring managers or meeting team members. A lot of times those folks. Um, they don't interview people every day. Now, if it's a professional, an HR professional or the first screener, chances are you're not going to get that. But it's highly likely that in later versions, once the, the recruiter might pass you on to the next person who is an important person, the person you might be working with, they might start with, well, tell me about yourself. And then you're like, uh, 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 so <laughs> these, are, these are things we can prepare for in advance. Yeah, that was me. I was like, uh, I, I don't know what's next. What are some tips and tricks that you could give so that people could be successful in this kind of interview? I think the first thing with any interview or any conversation that you're going to have that's meaningful, uh, whether it's for a job interview or with your existing job to get a promotion, is to make sure that you've given yourself a little time to prepare. Today, we have uh, we have at our fingertips, we have LinkedIn where we could probably look up the people that we're going to talk to. If we don't know who we're going to talk to in an interview, we can always ask our contact, hey, who will I be meeting that day? 
and look them up. Find out a little bit about their role and who they are. Because once we can connect with somebody as a person, not as a, a thing, or that's the company, but just another human being. Um, so I think preparing is really good. And then also preparing for, yeah, what if they don't have a plan? I think we assume a lot of times because we we see work as being very structured. We see interviews as being structured. You know, it's like they do this and then I do that and they do this and I do that. But it's all made up. And uh, if someone is coming in, they have no structure. That's a great opportunity for you to have planned for. Great. What's the structure you're going to have? And so the structure may be at a minimum, you knowing that if someone's saying, hey, tell me about yourself. That you have an answer for that that's relevant to them and what they're hiring for. Not, well, I was born in a small town in central Illinois and, you know, I grew up, <laughs> I mean, they don't care about your paper route in third grade unless it, you know, has relevancy to the job that you're getting hired for. So being able to dive right into, well, I've, I've been in project management positions like the ones that you're looking for for the past several years. Um, I, you know, I've done this, I've done that. And, you know, right now I'm really interested in what's happening with your company. And so just being able to have a, something short and sweet, because a lot of times a question like that is somebody's throat clearing, right? It, they're, they're just getting into the conversation or they may just be kind of looking for more your vibe than your information. So decide in advance, what is it that you want to the seed you want to plant with them you know what's that message that can be done in a short sweet time and then they're gonna bounce off from there so darcy i'm glad first of all that you brought up paper out that was my first job and for our younger listeners if you don't know what that is that was a real job before in the past (laughs) it was a real job actually a friend of mine just did a, a survey on people's first jobs and Paper route or babysitting was a lot of people, you know, a lot of people's first jobs. Yes, yes. They were wonderful jobs. I love those, that job. You brought up looking up people on LinkedIn and getting to know who they are. Let's say like the the listeners probably know that I, I love basketball. You're down there in Florida. You've got the Miami Heat. What if somebody asks, what do you want to talk about? And I say, you know what? I love basketball. I want to talk about last night's Miami Heat game. Can you go there? I think it depends on where you are in the interview stage. So if you're walking in with somebody and you're in, you know, Miami or South Florida, or you see that they've got a basketball hoop in the office or something, absolutely. Can you say, oh, hey, are you a basketball fan? You know, I follow the heat. You know, who's your team? Um, But in an interview, if if someone if someone said, uh, you know, hey, did you see the, you know, whatever team, the local team last night? Um, you know, you certainly can answer that truthfully. I mean, if you really hate, you say, oh, I hate soccer, you know, then I wouldn't have <laughs> someone like, oh man, did you see that awesome soccer game last night? Um, I think it's follow the lead, but don't be somebody you're not. Like if, if basketball is something that's important to you, I think it's not a prime topic, but I think it's something that gives some human color later. You might think about, are there lessons you've learned from basketball? So let's go back to our hypothetical project manager. Well, you know, as a project manager, 
you know, one of the best things that I've learned is stuff I've also do on my basketball team that I play on where, you know, I learn how to work with a team and how not everybody on the team is always on the same page. So that's something that I really try to do being a project manager is work hard with a team. So, you know, you can make those connections to things that make you a little more human. And if you see things on LinkedIn that they're they're into, maybe they're they volunteer in a community group. Um, I think those things are absolutely fine to be able to reference and to know about what makes up this whole human. Yeah, and it really is making those connections, you know, on topics, on themes, on the things that people enjoy. Now, I know that there are some things that are off limits and illegal to ask. Now, I know it can be easier in this kind of interview for recruiters to weave in like those illegal interview questions into the conversation in a way that's like less direct and might sound more casual. First thing is that people need to be aware of the illegal questions that are out there, but how could someone politely alert the recruiter that they're asking an illegal interview question that the person is not comfortable answering without hurting the flow of that conversation? I think that sometimes, even as someone who's interviewing, we don't always know ourselves the lines of what's quote unquote illegal, but we know what feels inappropriate. And so I might say that, you know, rather than be on guard and fist up, like I'm ready for what's inappropriate because they're going to try to get that out of me. I would say that if someone asks something that you feel is inappropriate for them to ask, I think you can say, that's not something that I'm going to choose to discuss. I'm curious, why is that important for the job? You know, so you can put a question back to them. Um, so if they ask about, oh, you're, um, you, you're recently married. Are you going to have children soon? So there's a line there, right? You know, so, uh, and, and I think it can be argued, is that illegal or is that just making small talk? Is that just human conversation? But if you like, that's my personal business. I think you can just say, you know, I'm curious, is that important for the job? And then yeah, that, gives, that gives the interviewer a beat to recognize that something may have come out of their mouth that maybe they didn't even intend. You know, sometimes I think we have to assume positive intent first, that people aren't trying to squeeze things out of us, that it might just be, you know, casual conversation of, what they thought is right or way or the, how they would talk with their colleagues or friends that you might not feel it's appropriate. And it really is just alerting them enough so that they know or they realize, you know, maybe like you mentioned, they they just want to make small talk. So yeah. it's just letting yeah, them not, know it, enough. Right. Not, you know, and not reacting right away. I mean, assume positive intent is so important that it's, even if someone said something stupid like, oh, you worked for you worked for IBM. What a pit. I worked there for years and you loved <laughs> working at IBM. You know, it's just that's where you can play that higher game. And um, and, you know, say it's not for everybody. You know, it's a true statement, but it doesn't say. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's hard. You don't have to agree. Also, I think, too, sometimes people think that an interview is all about being the person that the interviewer wants. When the truth is, you have to be yourself, your best self, your most polished self. Um, but if it's not a match, it's not going to be a match if you get the job. So I've, I've seen this 
when people are dating, right? The first few dates, you try to be who the other person thinks that they, you know, <laughs> thinks you want. Um, and then you get comfortable and then your real self comes out and it's like, wait a minute, what was that? So I think we have, that happens in jobs a lot too. So the, if, if you're not hearing things that are in alignment of, your values. One thing doesn't say that that's a value decision. If there's a lot of conversation around, well, really, no, tell us. I mean, if we hire you, are you going to, I mean, are you going to be out in six months to, uh, to have a baby? Because, I mean, we've got these big projects going on. Chances are most smart recruiters aren't going to say that, but it could be that a hiring manager who's feeling under pressure, um, you know, somebody, somebody thinks that they're just trying to figure out their their plan. But if that's not okay with you, it's okay to say, well, so can we just take a time out? I'm not sure how that information is relevant to the job. I'm happy to answer other questions about, you know, my level of commitment. That's the end of part one. I wanted to quickly mention that you probably won't know when this kind of interview will come up. Now, I remember that one time I had an interview like this with a smaller tech company and that, you know, that's usually the industry that you'll see this happen most in, although it could be any industry these days. Now, before the interview, the manager I met with insisted that we were just going to have a conversation just to talk and that the CEO would be joining us. That might be a way to know that you'll be having more of a free-flowing interview if something like this happens. I would still always assume that you'll have a traditional interview of question-answer, question-answer, and if you don't, then you can always weave in the things you practiced into this kind of interview. Now, if you want to hear more of how you can excel at this interview, then listen to our second part of this episode on the question of what do you want to talk about on the offer letter. Okay.